Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 521. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today, I have my co-host, Matt Langeth. Today is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. It is uh, yet another week in what is 2020. Uh, personal note, HVAC construction has started. So by this time next week, I'm sure that things will be slightly cooler. But speaking of weather, how are things out in California? We are having what's a, the color of the bay? We are having a cold day today, so and it's kind of breezy and only in the 60s. And the color of the bay is dark green with chop because it's cold, no sun, and a little bit of wind. It's supposed to pop back up into the 80s over the weekend, so we won't last long here. But we're getting a little bit of uh, mild winter going on today, which is kind of interesting. So there you go. On the show today, we're going to be talking to, about Spring One. Spring One is uh, Pivotal's uh, online conference, which we acquired Pivotal of course. So uh, we're going to have a couple guys come in that were part of the Pivotal Org. Now they're part of VMware. Uh, Nathaniel, I don't know how to say Nathaniel's last name. He'll tell us. Shooter. Uh, Shooter. Nathaniel Shooter. Thanks. Uh, senior technologist at VMware now. And uh, Bob Brindley, uh, product man marketing manager. So we have Bob and Nathaniel here. Thanks for guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah glad to be on. So we're going to talk about spring one, which I think everybody that's listening to this, if you're an IT practitioner, you're going to start to want to know about what's happening with us, uh, VMware, Pivotal Cloud Native, and Spring, which is truly a true developer conference. So it's it's pretty cool. Me and Corey have been there before. So we're going to talk all about, all about that today. There you have an event coming up. Uh, their spring one conference will be hitting us September 22nd and 3rd, 2nd and 3rd. So you can register on springone.io. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're also going to talk to Corey Romero. So Corey Romero, hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Eric, how are you? Um, so yeah, so uh, VExpert so kicked off some stuff for VExpert this week. Pretty excited. Um, we kicked off the VExpert uh, BU-led subprogram, which is the VExpert application modernization, right? So um, this is for current VExperts. And if you're not a current VExpert, you listen to this, and you want to be interested in these programs, um, you can go to vexpert.vmware.com and click the notify me when the applications open. And right when we open them up this year for 2021, we will ping you and let you know that the applications are open. So how many And those dates run from August 4th to August 18th is the application period. And then uh, we start voting August 19th through September 2nd, and then we will announce on September 3rd. All right, so this is for the subgroup uh, cloud native apps. What are you calling it again? Say that again. It's called VExpert Application Modernization. Application Modernization. Okay, you heard it here. So if you're interested in application modernization and you're VExpert, uh, this is another subgroup. How many subgroups are we up to now? This is uh, this puts us at eight. 
eight subgroups, which is really great because you got a you know a couple thousand V experts. And if you really look at it now, you're probably specializing and you probably want to be in a subgroup so that uh, you can you can be invited to the to the activities that that are running being run. Uh, so that's that's great, Corey. Another one another one on. Uh, excited to see it. Are you still targeting for like a hundred a hundred people in each of these subgroups? Yes. Yeah, we target to 100, 150. Okay. On the chat, Graham mentions that we should have a, a V-expert, non-V-expert subgroup. Like you're not a specialist in anything, but I think that's just a V-expert. <laughs> uh, that brings us back to the uh, party conversation we had way back when, when, uh, when uh, John Troyer was running the V-expert program. We had the, the non-V-expert party party. Right. Uh, for people that didn't get invited to the exclusive party, we, we actually had a non-VXpert VXpert subgroup party. So it has been done. It has been done. Okay. Other key dates. Thanks, Corey. Uh, great to have you here. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, again, uh, VMworld. Everybody knows VMworld's free this year. Go sign up. You can buy the $300 package if you want to have uh, workshop labs with instructor-led labs. You can spend the $299 to go get that. Uh, there are other kind of things like meet experts. Um, there are some press and analyst things. Basically, small subgroup environments, that $399, $299 gets you access to that. Otherwise, uh, there's a lot of community stuff that's going on that's also free v brown bag is happening uh, the day before the event so go register for vmworld go to vmworld.com register free bring a friend bring two friends it's free and uh, go from there code connect is also open you can register for code connect that's two days after vmworld we're going to have hackathon there are probably 40 50 different sessions that are going to be live streamed there's coding sessions it's all live there's no pre-recorded so the sessions are going to be all engagement we're running it on github so you will be able to go register on github uh, and then the hackathon is going to be on github so uh, look for code connect um, follow code.vmworld or go to uh, VMware code uh, and followed on Twitter. We're announcing a lot of stuff there. That's happening October 1st and 2nd. You can go register for there. And then again, Spring 1, September 2nd and 3rd, uh, spring1.io. Go there. And with that, we will transition to our guests and talk a little bit about um, Spring 1 and what it is. So maybe we'll start with Nathaniel first. Nathaniel, we usually, because we're a community podcast, Give us a couple minute elevator pitch. Who are you? What have you done in your career? And what do you do today at VMware? So the, the easiest way to describe me is architect as a service. So everything's as a service today. The simplest way to do it, I think, is just call me architect as a service. You know, I, I will admit the first time someone called me that, I, I realized it might not have been a compliment when I actually sounded the acronym out in my head and realized they may have had an alternative interpretation of what they were calling me, but, you know, to each their own. So I'm part of our advocacy group. And that basically means I go places. Well, I used to go places. Now we just sit in front of our, our, our webcams and broadcast to people. Um, but yeah, we go around the world talking to people about various things in architecture, cloud native, spring, et cetera. So we've got a bunch of experts on our team that, that spend a lot of time doing that. All right. All right. So Bob, same to you. Well, I guess if we're going to use the as a service as a joke, I'm a, I'm a booth Bob as a service. Totally. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm also on the advocacy team and the, the role that I, in normal times, uh, 
to use the asterisk. Um, I travel around to conventions around the world, so I went to both VM Worlds last year in San Francisco and Barcelona, um, and uh, many, many other events. And I just hang out at the booth. I talk to people about, uh, at that point in time, it was what Pivotal was doing. Uh, but obviously now it's it would be what VMware Tanzu is doing. Um, and so under these, um, you know, times of, of lockdown, I, I host Tanzu Tuesdays, which is every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific um, on a Twitch channel. And so we bring on different developer uh, and kind of Kubernetes types of people to kind of say, hey, you know, VMware is in the game of developing and we have lots of great tools that can help with that, obviously Spring being one of them, and uh, other various answers for Kubernetes. And so we bring in different various experts uh, to include, you know, uh, Nate's been on the show and uh, several other people from our advocacy team and, and then just other people in the kind of VM world, VMware world. And uh, so, yeah, so anyway, so I, I host that. And then we also have a Spring One tour, which, again, uh, Nate and I used to do around the world we would travel the world and and do kind of two-day events around spring and uh, now we can't do that so we, we host a two-day event that's live every uh, month and so we have one of those coming up um let me just grab that date real quick uh michael manella will be talking data processing this spring on august 19th and 20 20th excuse me so that's spring one tour.io so that's me in a nutshell. All right, nice. Springonetour.io. Go check that out. Always good content. And I got to say, if I have a fourth monitor, that's what I'm going to have my fourth monitor do is just sit and stream all the live content that's uh, all over the place now. So you yes. definitely, uh, I'm enjoying that that aspect of it. So before we move into Spring One, uh, just a couple uh, points. I'll, I'll hit you, Nathaniel, first. Like, how do you become an evangelist? Like, did you actually write code at some point, or did you just graduate from college and, you know, just Put on your evangelist hat, guy. This is my career. No, I. So that's a good point. I guess I didn't really give much of my own CV here. I've spent the vast majority of my career in sort of enterprise IT. You know, I started obviously as a developer, did that for a long time, sort of transitioned into that architect, tech lead, lead developer role. You know, I, I think I've had the architect title at least a decade, but I, you know, there's. A lot of companies are very protective around that title. I know mine was at the time I was there. I actually had a weird title like solutions engineer for a while because that was the the title the engineering team could give to architects because only architects were in the architect group and not everybody could report to the VP of architecture. It was very political. So I, I guess the way I get into it is a friend of mine was writing a book and asked me to co-author and so I said, sure, why not? And that book did relatively well, at least for a technical book. You know, it's always funny when people are like, oh, well, like, you know, did you, did you, were you, did you sell like half a million copies? It's like, yeah, tech books don't do that. I mean, they did. There were like two tech books that did, but the vast majority of them, not so much. And so we did some presenting around that. And that just kind of led one thing into another. I started doing more presentations at meetups and conferences and things like that. And see, I joined the P of the, the Pivotal VM uh, Where World. I guess I've been here three and a half years. Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is that liaison between customers and R&D. I ended up moving into the advocacy area and, and that worked out for me really well because I love giving presentations. I love going around the world. I love the travel aspect of it. Uh, I like to do the writing, the, you know, we, I think we have a great job because we basically get to play with technology, learn it, and then go teach it to other people. Right. You know, it's, it's awesome. You do know, you so ever I'm, do I'm any like happy place, any projects with code? Like do you, do, do you get to actually write some code and actually have something work compile and work once in a while? 
Well, see, I'm an architect, so I just draw boxes and arrows and, you know, hand wave. We, a lot of the kind of coding we get to do typically is more proof of concept-y type things. You know, here's a demo, here's something we can teach off of. Uh, you know, now that said, Is that me or is that him? I think that's him. I think oh, we've okay. lost him. So I'll go to Bob next, right? Because <laughs> it's the land of COVID and Zoom and uh, poor Comcast and everybody else is struggling yes. to keep, keep the, especially middle of the day. Don't know what that's about. Um, so Bob, same question to you. Do you ever get to write any code? I, I have this joke that I tell that when you move into marketing, they like lobotomize half of your brain. And then if you become a right. manager or a director, they take everything but a, like a 16th. That's all you get left. Do you ever get to do some hands-on? Uh, I, I actually do not have a, a, a developer background. Um, ah, so I, I, I have a more of events uh, background. So um, that's kind of how I came into it five years ago. Uh, actually, at the end of this month will be my fifty, my five-year anniversary. Uh, VMworld 2015 was my first event, and so, uh, so yeah, I. Um, it takes a special uh, person to live in the events land. Let me tell you, I I did some events last year. I think I went to like eight or nine VMware Code events. We did Developer Week and some other places. And my hats off to you because it's a grind. <laughs> you have to love it because it's it a lot is. of work. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I've done a lot of corporate, particularly tech corporate living in the Bay area types of presentations and live stuff, recorded stuff. And so this was a world that I was familiar with and I was doing a lot of just consulting. And then, um, you know, someone at, at Pivotal at the time knew that I'd, you know, I'd worked with them before. And so like, hey, what, why don't, you know, we need somebody kind of full time over here. And I was like, right. that's great. My daughter had just been born. And so it really worked out financially to have a steady, steady job. And, uh, and I got to work from home when I'm not traveling. So all of that really just worked out nicely. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can be a grind, but, right. Um, right. but just like Nate, I love to travel. I love, right. I love our team. Our team is yeah. really special and uh, it was created that way on purpose, obviously. And, Kind of handpicked, and so uh, the, the the person in charge at the time did a really great job, and it's it continued right. under Tasha Eisenberg, so, our manager now. So 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 let's talk Spring One for a minute, yeah. and I don't know who we should go. I guess we'll stay with you, Bob, since you're here. Um, the history of Spring One is kind of cool in mm -hmm. that me and Corey went to Spring One way back in the day, right, and had a booth there, and it was really focused on Java, right, and the Spring yep. APIs that were built up. Maybe we can talk a little history of Spring One. How did it how did it show up? What is, what is it kind of the arc of Spring One, and where is it now? Yeah, I mean, the whole purpose of of the Spring One is to really celebrate all things Spring, right? Um, I don't remember exactly when Spring kind of became a, a, a popular a API. Thing. It's been a couple of years yeah, after Java it's was been yeah, ten, it's been a while. 15, yeah, it's right. been a while, and so I know when I first joined, it was still its own convention, uh, and it, it happened in DC. I didn't actually go to that one for whatever reason, but um, I think it was called like Spring One X or something like that. And um, I don't know if the X is for 10. Yeah, it was It was right when Spring and Pivotal was merging and they were kind of right. like Pivotal had their own thing and Spring One had their own thing. And I think they merged the events maybe. So the right? next right. year after right. that was Spring One Platform, which was the first merged. Um, and uh, I actually remember being around for the conversation with that was like uh, with Josh Long. I don't know if you're familiar with who he is, but he's one of the, the main kind of advocates for Spring and 
he he lives in an airplane and travels 650,000 flight miles a year going around talking to people around the world. And um, anyway, it was kind of like, hey, what do you think about adding the platform to it? He's like, no, uh, just because right. he's such a you know spring purist and whatnot. But, right. Um, right. but it, it worked out great because we were able to offer not only all the incredible spring content, but then, hey, you're going to need to run it on something and right. uh, you know a platform and you might as well you know look at the pivotal platform uh, right that's what i liked about spring back in those days it was the f first thing that vic emc owned it all i guess at the time um mm -hmm. uh, yep. before dell bought it all and it was like it was a pure developer play right it was basically yep. apis sitting on top of java to implement things so it was the first time i'd seen in the emc vmware days that oh look we actually have something that developers use Right. Mm -hmm. So, right. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's kind of uh, what was nice about kind of getting transitioned back into VMware is, is uh, Pat Gelsinger mentioned this when we were, when Pivotal was acquired, it was like under VMware, which Pivotal was born and created, uh, it got spun out and it really needed that kind of going away from home, getting out of the nest and being able to grow and make its mistakes and learn and, and, and kind of advance itself to the point where VMware is like, we now need to, you know, expand our wholesale from the developer side all the way down to the infrastructure side. And so us being able to go away for about six years, do that, and then, you know, being brought back really helps to fill out the VMware story. Um, and so it's kind of now just our, our plan to say, hey, you know, VMware does developing too. And it's because of Pivotal and Vietnami and a couple other companies that have now been brought in to really fill out this kind of Tanzu map BU. Um, and so anyway, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's great. Uh, it, it allows us to create more content and, uh, and also figure out more acronyms. <laughs> and, uh, it's and, all about and, the acronyms. And so, yeah, so we've now dropped the platform part. It's, it's now that we had Spring One platform for about three or four conventions. And then now we're back to just Spring One and it's, it's two days of just nothing but all the best spring. All the people that work uh, on the spring team, which are all incredible people, are, you know, they're, they're presenting. It's going to be like a regular virtual conference where, or a regular conference. We're going to have a main stage. You know, we're going to have breakouts. There's five different tracks. So I know that's probably talking later on, but uh, I'm just excited to kind of talk about the kind of what it looks like. So it's really exciting two days. And Nate and I will actually be emceeing a couple of the tracks yeah. ourselves. So. Yeah, right. and I, I can tell you from being on the the other side of the CFP for this one, there is a lot of great content, and it was incredibly difficult to have to sift through that. And you know, we had to say no to an awful lot of very good talks because even though it's virtual, you know, you don't have unlimited time. It, it doesn't go well. We did, I guess we did do that twenty four hours of spring back did, on yeah. on the equinox. That was pretty cool, you know. But but there's only so many hours of the day. There's only so many hours you can ask somebody to, to hang around, and so you know, we we had a tough time kind of narrowing that down. And, getting into these these core talks but you know i was kind of glancing over the schedule i, I, I sort of the schedule isn't firmed yet but all the, the the tracks are out there all the talks we've accepted are out there there's a lot of great stuff you know i think it's really going to be exciting to see how that all all looks and i, I think there's going to be something for everybody so i had to so go Bob, we talk about some personas in, in marketing and, and whatnot what would you say right now is the the persona or the average attendee? Is it more? Have you bridged the gap? Is it still a traditional developer that's attending the conference, or have you seen more of a mix of a, of a traditional infrastructure admin that now has has been attending? 
I mean, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean. Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, because Spring is the main focus, developer would probably be kind of the primary persona for sure. But, you know, I was part of the architecture track. And so we have a very strong focus there. There's a strong focus on sort of the leadership side. How do you do the transformational bit of this as a manager, as, as more C-level? You know, so it, it isn't it isn't a narrow focus on just developers and only developers. It certainly has a broader focus than that. You know, the infrastructure piece, that's a good question. I'm, I, we certainly talk about kind of the cloud native aspects, cloud native platforms, et cetera. You know, so I would say there's definitely going to be some things in there that are interesting. Obviously, Kubernetes will come up. Imagine that. You know, so there, I think there's a pretty broad swath of topics. And, you know, the advantage of this being virtual, too, is, you know, you hop in, you watch a few and, and then, oh, I got to go take care of this. Then you come back. And, and so there's there's definitely opportunities there for people to find something that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'd say like our current numbers. Yeah, we're definitely developer heavy for sure. Um, but as you know, VMware is promising this Kubernetes on on everything, um, you know, that that attention to what does that mean and how do we kind of climb up the stack a little bit, uh, it becomes more important for everybody in the infrastructure world every day. And so, as Nate said, we have all these opportunities to kind of kind of have presentations that'll bridge for those people to learn more about Kubernetes. What does that mean? Why Why do I now need to care about Kubernetes and how is that uh, you know, affecting me day to day? And then how can I leverage that? Uh, and the other thing that's also of note is all these talks are going to happen over the two days and they'll be virtual and they'll be uh, fun to watch live. And then if you miss one or you want it, you kind of have to choose, they're all going to be recorded and they're all going to be posted online later. So you can go back and you can watch them uh, on repeat at nauseum and uh, just uh, catch the ones you missed. And so, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, our focus is really trying to let the world know that, Hey, you know, VMware is an infrastructure place, but we're now also a developer space and we're also a platform space. And so uh, it's not only teaching the developers that we now have, uh, you know, below the stack, but also the infrastructure, Hey, we have up the stack. So uh, there's a lot of kind of, Especially this last year, the first half of the year was like figuring out what our product is, getting it out there, letting the people know, uh, and, and it's still a little bit more of this evangelizing, just letting people in on the kind of change. I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but I have a dog. Is that your dog snoring? We're, we're all on chats right now going, who's snoring? We can't figure yeah, it out. Sorry, sorry. And it's I a, said, I think it's a, a pet dog. somewhere. There it is. There it is. Yeah. He's like, he's that's how she communicates. Is by her noises. So. Everybody's, we're laughing on chat now going, like, I called it. I said, I think it's a pet probably one of the guests have a pet but it's not yep. bouncing the needle so i can't tell which one of you has a yeah, has the snorer <laughs> i just kind of noticed myself i'm like man she is really going at it right now. <laughs> exactly anyway, co-worker um, life am i right yeah am i right so, so i have a, a a question uh matt i'll take it and i'll do a do a question here which is uh, spring pure developer right apis it's all based on java right like and then then we have platform kubernetes stuff coming in and i went to the conference site and i was blown away how professional cool it looks right it's dark black it has nice little squares of all the, i love the layout of this the, the site by the way but anyway that's an aside um no they we'll let really, the team know because they're absolutely they're a great team and they, yeah. any positive feedback they yeah i so. i'm used to vm world where we do kind of like happy white cloudy stuff but you go to spring one Everybody that's listening to this should go check it out. Spring1.io. Uh, it's a really it's a beautiful great, UI. It really yeah, is. It's it is clean, really, it's really simple. professionally it's, done. Whoever did this really yeah. was a, a right. UI centric developer. It's it's gorgeous for a right. a conference site. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. Anyways, that along. 
to my point, it's like you have a great cloud native track. You have Spring, which is Java based. Are you guys getting into other because platform is you know Kubernetes, all that? Are you guys and Java? It's fine. It's not long in the tooth, but it's it's not obviously. There's a lot of other developer technologies out there. Do you see um, us getting into other APIs besides just Java APIs when we're having pure developer play content? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, there there is some .NET stuff hiding in there as well. You know, that's that's part of this. We have a product called Steeltoe, which is another open source framework that, you know, I I, I know I'm grossly oversimplifying, but essentially takes some of the spring goodness and brings it to sort of the .NET community. You know, I know there's at least, if memory serves, a couple of presentations that get into sort of how we partner with like the Azure folks, for instance, and, right. and what that looks like, you know, so there's, there's certainly, it isn't just pure job. I mean, obviously spring is a Java framework, you know, and that's, I don't know, at least two of the tracks are, are pretty focused on right. that, but it, you know, right. I wouldn't say it's exclusively, you know, just Java all the time. I want to I want to see you guys get into like a, a Python thing world, right? Where you could you know just to, uh, give us a lot of you know Python and uh, what's MongoDB and that whole you know that other layer of developer because I think us coming underneath right with cloud native and Kubernetes and and, and having Joe Beta you know brings a lot of credibility to that. But I'm always worried that we're going to lose the core developers that actually engage with us as well if. Our APIs just standard. I guess Java's healthy. I think Spring is healthy, but uh, I always look at how else we could, uh, what else we could do to attract some of those app builders versus where you come in at the very end where you're deploying, right? Or maybe not at the end anymore. That's the point of it, right? So it's yeah, I mean, so Spring, I still, I think it's getting like 10 million downloads a month. Um, Java is like 60% of enterprises develop in Java. So there's still a really strong foothold yeah, in that world. And um, and like Nate said, .NET is definitely a player and, and kind of at Pivotal, just to speak a little bit on that, uh, we took kind of what our, our enterprise customers were working in and then tried to figure out what's the best way to make tooling and, um, you know, ways of, of solving their problems. And so Spring and Spring Boot, especially the microservices being such a big conversation. And so then, yeah, uh, Steeltoe became, as, as Nate said, the, the framework for .NET. And uh, it, it, it's behind Spring Boot in some of its uh, advancements just because it hasn't been around as long. But they really do work hand in hand now where you know, the, both teams, the, the Spring, Boot, Spring Boot and the Steeltoe are going, okay, what, do you, what is Spring pushing out and how can you know, steel toe work out with that as well. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the platform is, right. is, is agnostic. So you can put Python on there, Ruby and go, I think the platform at one point in time was written in go. So yeah, there's certainly a lot of, yeah, a lot absolutely. of play for other languages. Yeah, other languages um, to play in. I have in my spring feed, conference, so it's not the spring and others. You know? <laughs> hey, we got two whole days full of architecture stuff. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk about my people here too. You know? <laughs> now you're starting to be as a service, right? Now. As a service, that's me. <laughs> Can I draw some boxes and lines for right. you? And that's a big piece. And I, I'm in developer communities, and I, you know, I have Twitter, and they, they tag me. They know. So I've been seeing Spring Boot show up in my oh, feeds yeah. now, right? So maybe you can, you can. Explain what that is, right? Because I spent oh. going, what is Spring Boot? And I, I think I figured it out, but uh, take us through that. 
I, I mean, the, the thing that, that I find so cool about Spring, Spring Boot, the whole community is just the fact that if, if there's something that can help make your life easier, it's probably there. You know, and what I love about, so how, how does Josh phrase it? His, his second happiest place on the internet is- The first happiest place is production. Production. And second and then is Spring. Start.spring.io. Start.spring.io, that's right. You basically go in and say, all right, so what does my app need? You go, check, 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 and then boom, here you go. Here's your starter kit. You got everything you need. All the right stuff is there, and you're, you're up and running. And, you know, I think back to when I first started writing, you know, I, I worked on this Java web app more years ago than I care to admit, and the amount of pain we had to go in around class paths, and did we have this, did we have that, I mean, it, it it prematurely grays your hair, all right? And to see how much easier it is now, it's it's almost like cheating. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, just for, for kind of help us all learn a little bit, my team all built like a to-do app. And what really stood out to me as I was working on is I actually had more JavaScript than I had Java because Spring just gives you so much leverage that you can move quickly and, and have a whole lot of problems just solved, you know, and I love that as an architect. I love that as a developer, you know, the fact that it, it sort of makes the right thing to do, the easy thing to do. And, and, and there's some strong opinions there that are grounded, you know, not in, in some sort of dogmatic approach, but in, in years and years and years of experience across lots and lots of projects with a lot of really smart people. And you know, so I, I just, that's what I find so exciting about it, you know, is it, it makes your life a lot easier. And it's battle tested, right? Like Netflix uses Spring Boot and and Spring Cloud and all. Like they they don't they could have created their own thing, or they but they chose we're going all in on Spring, and so they yeah. are huge contributors to the Spring ecosystem. Um, and so yeah, Spring Boot uh, really is about the microservices. It's about um, just kind of getting into that um, failing quickly, getting out of the monolith, and just you know, making sure that like, like Nate said, you know, doing the right thing is the easy thing. And so it's, it's really changed the game on how enterprises looked at developing. And like I said, kind of Netflix is its own advertisement for it. It's a, it's, right. it's, it's own, you know, we, we just go, Oh, Netflix OSS is run on spring. Okay. Got it. Thanks. That's all I need to know. Right. Yeah. You, you look at all the projects that are under spring cloud and you know, it's, it's, kind of mind-boggling frankly you know but you just see all those things that are there and, and just the leverage that gives you you know to me is an incredibly powerful before thing. matt jumps in with a question which i know he is i just want to follow up i go like could you just give me the one middle elevator pitch what is spring boot that i missed this like it's a it's a cloud app that you know hosts all the spring apis in a cloud service that you just jump, drop in well from. josh could probably give you a better succinct description than i can but but basically what it boils down to is you know, here's how to get your Java project up and running and, you know, makes it incredibly simple to add the things that you need and just allow it to work together. Uh, you know, Is it part like of a cloud service where I deploy to? No, it's, it's not the deployment uh, side of it. You know, I thought, that's it, where, then I was, I, that's why I was confused. Okay. Got it. It's not a, I thought it was maybe a cloud deployment service that I could then. Well, it'll run anywhere. Okay. You know, that's okay, that's part it. of what makes Spring powerful as well is, you know, we're agnostic. Right. That thing will run on any of the cloud providers, run it on-prem, you know, the whole nine yards. You know, it's you can make the argument that Spring itself started as a response to JEE or J2E back in the day. And I would say it's one. I think that's fairly, I mean, maybe that's controversial in some places. I don't think right. it is. But, you know, I, I remember being at one large enterprise where we, 
somehow managed to not do much spring, at least in my part of the company. And I thought that was a little strange, but there was this really interesting transformation from, no, no, we have to have an app server. We have to have an EE app server to, I think it was about six months later, if people aren't basing their apps on Spring Boot, then they need to come explain it to the chief architect why they're not. And it was just fascinating to see that switch happen once people realized what was there and the leverage it gave them. They're like, yeah, why are we bothering with this app server? So, Cool. Matt? So to back to the, the conference for a second, gentlemen, if you were an attendee, is there any sessions that you were really looking forward to or that you would be want to be sitting in the audience in and, and, and take a peek at or that you've had an opportunity to maybe preview as, as part of setting up a conference that you're like, wow, this was really something I want to jump in on? That's maybe so I see hard. I see you smiling on that one. So, so oh, it's you hard. We'll have you know, I mean. Up. I'm always excited about anything we have that's like in a case study, you know, so, so one of the things I'm always looking for is when we have either our, our clients or, or people who work directly with our clients, you know, our labs folks, when they come in and say, hey, here's what we did and here's what happened and here's why this worked. And, you know, that's the stuff that I get really excited about, quite frankly, is just to sort of see how people are doing this, you know, in the real world, so to speak. You know, and the impact it's having at, at companies large and small, you know, to me, that's that's really, really exciting. I, mean, I it, it's it's so hard for me to say, like, which is the one or two that I'm really excited about. There are some great titles. I know Heckler's got one Game of Streams, which, you know, I just <laughs> like, OK, I'm a sucker for a Game of Thrones reference. But, you know, we've got some great presenters. I'm, I'm very excited to, to see some of the things we've got coming up. I know. You know, Spencer and Oleg are going to talk about R socket and functions. That's going to be great. Um, you know, again, I'm just kind of skimming here as I look across, and you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to annoy somebody, you know, by by not mentioning something. But it, I I don't know. I'd have a hard time, frankly, picking one or two out of here, you know, to say uh, this would be my my must see. But my hope is that we've done a good enough job putting together these these presentations that people are going to sit here and go, wait, there's two or three at the same time that I want to see, you know, and I don't know which one to go to. And as, as Bob mentioned earlier, they're all going to end up on YouTube when this is all said and done. So don't feel like you, you know, don't, you should anguish a little bit, I guess, but, but don't worry. There'll be time later if you, you know, we want to catch something there. Very good. Very good. Um, Switching gears because we, you know, have maybe maybe ten or fifteen minutes left, depending on the light start today. Um, the event you've done previous events, you know, we we can't we can't all just pretend that the world is the same as it was. So <laughs> there's goods and bads. Why don't you tell me the pros of doing what you think is an online conference versus the cons? What's your favorite sure. thing? What what do you think uh, this is? I, obviously, we could go everywhere, right? So that that's kind of everybody goes. Wow, everybody can come. But uh, what do you right. think? Right. That's definitely the biggest pro is, you know, we're, we can be so much bigger than we've been in the past, you know, and I think about last year we had 4,000 ish or so in Austin and yeah, that was awesome. Austin's great. We're talking about that before we started recording here, you know, great barbecue, great food, you know, but the beauty here is for a lot of folks where maybe I can't afford to travel that far or, you know, I don't have the budget for that or my company won't let me travel. Well, that's gone. You know, we don't have any travel excuses. You know, so, so that to me is a huge pro. 
the the downside of, of the virtual events is it's a lot harder to have that sort of adjacent possible happen where you bump into somebody in the lobby of the hotel or you bump into somebody while you're grabbing a cup of coffee. You know, so that part is 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 unfortunate. Although I, I will admit we're chatting a bit about this. And I didn't realize there's like a social track that, that's going to be a part of this. And I'm like, hey, that's really yeah. cool. And I was yeah. looking at it like, there's going to be yoga and there's going to be dancing and cooking. We actually did a team cooking class. Was that two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And it's like, all right, cool. I think I it's can... still going on, actually. <laughs> well, for Paul, it is for sure. They're still getting around that. You know, so that that is, I'm excited to see how we sort of pull some of that together. It does allow us to to you know, get some presenters we might not have otherwise as well, you know, so we, we're not as limited by people who either their corporation can fly can in travel, or they've right, got the means yeah. to fly in or, you know, so, so I think that that is also another huge win here is we can be a little more, I guess, diverse in, in who we're, we're able to, to bring in from a presenter standpoint. So, so I'm excited about that too. Bob, uh, how are you organizing like chat in real time? Are you recording? I know at VMworld, we got some feedback that we're re pre-recording everything and then we're going to have like live question and answer. Uh, how are you guys laying out the event online this year? So it's a mixture. Uh, I believe all the main stage stuff is pre-recorded. There's a couple, um, you know, it's smattered spattered splattered smattering smattering yeah, yeah. <laughs> throughout uh, that are going to be pre-recorded but um but yeah slack will definitely be uh, a way to to communicate and um I'm just trying to make sure any that, live coding uh, sessions or any, any oh, definitely definitely yeah. yeah anything josh long mark heckler uh, like you mentioned, Spencer Gibb and Oleg with the uh, R socket. There's going to be a lot of live coding. I mean, that's what developers want to see. They want to get into the under the hood. Uh, and so, yes, there's there, there's all that. And what's also nice, uh, you know, is is the material can be then seen later as well. So, um, it's it, is it it's the, all free. It's I all assume. run through the springone.io website. Okay. Um, so when you go on. Uh, you know, register. You can watch these things without registering. Uh, I think the, like the main stage and a couple of things, but you can't interact if you don't register because then they send you the links on how to, you know, what how to get into the Slack channel for that particular talk. Right. And, uh, and back to even that uh, social track that Nate was mentioning. So we have five technical tracks and then one, one social track. So if you just want to like step away virtually. Uh, and do a yoga class or listen to music or do a cooking class. Uh, we also have Speechless. Uh, we've worked with that company before. Uh, they're going to be doing an hour-long PowerPoint presentation. It's an improv show. Uh, nice. But, you know, we do PowerPoint presentations for our lives all the time. And so let's let's watch somebody make one up on the fly yeah. and not know about the slides and not know the topic. And, and it's, you know, they're bringing in professional comedians, and so that'll be a lot of fun to watch and just uh, – uh, but again, that, that I, you know, like, again, the communication is also Slack. So register is very important. So register at springone.io, and that way you'll get updated on all the ways to really interact uh, and kind of enjoy right, and 100%. I, I noticed both of you have, like, the same spring shirt on, right? Like, so... <laughs> I swear we to God, we didn't coordinate. Do you laundry, guys, right? I mean, I know you only have two different sizes of that shirt, and you just keep wearing them. Um uh, on your shower day, you know, make sure you get pick up some shirts. Yep. I'm just joking, but at the same time, like I know for VMware for the code thing, we're going to put a shirt on our VMware store. 
So we have mm. a store and it's not hard to put like you, you design a shirt, you put it on there. People have to buy it just because that way it covers their shipping because none sure. of us have a way to sit around and ship a thousand shirts. Right. So um, when it I comes to heard be anything about swag for this, yeah, yeah. Sure and that's been that's something we've question. been very proud of. Right. Like we right. were right. the first. So I'm telling you this, socks, I'm giving you, know. you a way to do it. VMware has a store and it didn't take long. It only took us a couple of weeks to, to put a shirt up, get a shirt to, you know, that they can then put there and then yeah. they don't print them until people buy them. So you don't even have sure. to put any money down. And so you guys might, uh, but that gets back to the, how do you create community, right? Like, you know, cause the shirt is really about, you know, you guys having the same shirt being in that community. Um, and, and I, I would say, it sounds like you're having a social time. Uh, maybe we can get some shirts out there. Uh, how big is the spring community? Like do people actually, are, are people proud of being part of the spring? community yes yes very much so. yeah they're diehards um, it's huge i mean it's i mean i don't know if it's hundreds of thousands or millions but i mean it is not a small number and and, and i i mean to to your point i i will check in that was a, that's a question we didn't ask our kind of uh, head person that we were talking to before uh, but i would assume that there's something planned um i also know uh just to kind of Jump, jump back. We did some this last year where we, we had some organizations that we worked with uh, that we, we went swagless um, right. and all right. that money was donated Donate to something. Right. four different organizations and then you could also individually choose. And so we have some, we have some tracks that are uh, specifically geared towards kind of just learning more about um, good things that you can do yeah. social yeah. justices right. and workplace and good things. And yeah, exactly. So that's also very exciting and something that, that, uh, you know, that this event spring, like I said, spring one has been, you know, very passionate about creating. Right. Well, and I think, yeah I, I, yeah, I can't say enough nice things about the spring community. You know, it's just, it's, you know, there, there's some technologies where, there's like a certain amount of hazing that seems to happen before you're sort of accepted. And I've right. never seen that in the spring community. I mean, I may, maybe there's been isolated incidences, but you know, it's just such a welcoming group of people. I mean, I've asked some very, you know, dumb new, new questions. questions new I've questions. never had anybody, you know, razz me about it. And, you know, so to me, that's one of the things I adore. Well, that's fair. I mean, I don't know what they're saying when I'm not around, you know, probably I don't want to know, but no, no. no, it's, it's such a great group of people. There's no getting around. I mean, that's the thing I probably miss most about not being on the road is the fact that we normally get a chance yeah. to hang out with like, you know, Dr. Dave and everybody else when we're out and about and, you know, it's, there's just such a bunch of good people. And, yep. you know, I think that's, that's what yeah. I always appreciate about, you know, we do these, these two day events, this is the spring one tour. Right. And, you know, you just get to see in these various cities where, wow, there's like, you know, several hundred people that show up on this random day to hang out with us. It's like, cool, you know, or in a couple right. of cases, thousands. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah the, the the engineering uh, community is also a bit, kind of slightly different than the IT guys, or like like what they do and how geeky they are. It's a level higher of geekness for sure. But that's cool that they don't haze or they're, they're open. Uh, that was going to be my question. Like if we got IT practitioners and all the V experts and everybody that listens to this podcast, we get a couple thousand downloads a, a week here. Uh, how open are they? If they show up over on spring one, how will they feel? Will they will will the developers make fun of the IT guys? Yep. Right for for showing up, I I I no, not, not at all. Not, I, right? Yeah, I I, just, I don't think that it's just not part of the vibe, and it's, it's going to be a big, a big geeky hug, right? 
I, I would. It's well, I mean, if we saw you in person, we'd give you. Although yeah, I don't, COVID is it too soon? COVID, right. too, too soon for a big hug? Too soon. Maybe. Bad, I don't bad know. reference. No, bad but reference. yeah, I mean, honestly, they're they're so passionate about it um, that they just anybody who wants to listen, they they want to talk about it. So right. Right. you know, that's that's kind of the nice thing. And um, and again, I I personally, and again, I already told you my background. I'm not a developer. That's not my. Uh, but I still get welcomed and, you know, obviously learn a lot every time I go to these events. And um, so there's never been any kind of backlash or calling me a noob or. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, so you heard it here. They're open. They'll give you geeky elbow bumps uh, mm -hmm. and, and high fives on your Zoom, Zoom chat, right. Slack chat, all that. Go check it out. Uh, we're coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Nathaniel, are you on Twitter? How do people follow you? We'll do a shout out to you. Catch you yep. some more followers. Yeah, I'm on at NT Shooter. So my uh, first initial, middle initial, my last name is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Shooter, S C H U T T A. -A. Yep. And N -T same thing, ntshooter.io is my not so up to date website since we're not traveling. I haven't bothered to put new things on there. But, but yeah, I'm, uh, you can find me in lots of places. I do a lot of webinars, I do a lot of presentations. You know, We're doing a lot of virtual events. I actually just had a couple people ping me today about some stuff in October. So, you know, there, there's lots of chances to see us. You know, as, as Bob mentioned, we've got the Tanzu Tuesdays. We've got the Spring One Tour events that we're doing virtually now. So we're, we're, we're quite visible. Perfect. Any app, anywhere. This is a great way to, to learn the story. Uh, and Bob, same, same thing to you. Are you on Twitter? Where, where I am on the, the Twitters. Uh, Bob underscore Brindley. Um, and right. so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun to kind of, again, engage with whoever wants to, to learn about what, you know, we're doing in the spring community and the Tanzu and just VMware in general. I mean, it's, it's been a, uh, personally, you know, a great transition over to the VM world, mainly because we were kind of like the stepbrother anyway, we were, like right. I said, we were born inside, right. we kind of went out and went on our own and then prodigal son, we came back and, you know, it's, so it's, it's very been a part of the family the whole time. All your kids come back and live with you because you right. know, we all have to come together. <laughs> that's right. We don't have yeah, I thought of that so, analogy and thought, oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah, maybe, maybe that's not the best like analogy for us to talk about. about. <laughs> you know, as someone who did that, I actually have a great relationship with my folks because yeah, I was an adult with them. And so now we can like engage each other as adults as opposed to when yeah. I left for college. And Having four kids, I love them. They, they come back. We actually have two of them back from college now that are hanging out and going to go back. And uh, one of them's working at Facebook and he he's sucking up my band with it every every day so it's, it's great so uh, you know community's great go check it out spring one um what is the url again i'm looking for it yeah, spring one.io spring one.io one. one. uh, matt before we leave you the v barbecue report tony foster i know you've been waiting patiently and you got you got a good report what'd you do this weekend for barbecue so this weekend for barbecue i did steak and eggs on the grill Oh, so oh, that sounds yeah, so good. Yeah. Looked, um, yeah. Nice. So and I, I did it a couple of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I so I I had a cast iron skillet and uh, did the egg did eggs in the grill that turned out great. Um, and then I cooked my steak uh, when I flipped it, cracked the egg and put it on. Uh, top to let it cook, close the lid that turned out really good yeah all right so, you, you know go. If, if you want to come join our team i think you'd fit right in just gonna say 
good. That sounds good. Uh, did I heard you did some peaches as well? Or at least you told me you did some peaches. I, I did do some peaches as well. Uh, peaches. Just split them in half, a little bit of cinnamon and uh, um, raw sugar, uh, and a little pat of butter in the center of each, and just let them cook. Turned out phenomenal. Fantastic. Yeah, you you put butter on a lot of things. It's gonna be it's great, gonna be. but yes. <laughs> Peach is, a, is an butter makes everything better. Yes, it yeah. does. And it's at the top of the hour. So thanks a lot to everybody. Sorry, we got a little bit of a late start. It's always COVID uh, network issues going on. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week, we are going to be talking about hands-on labs and what's going to be happening with the VMworld virtual conference with hands-on labs. So come back next week. And in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for being here and, uh, and uh, enjoy some barbecue over the weekend. You only live once. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.